I would first like to call up our first witness, Samantha, to the stand. Samantha, is it true on the day of the Winter Gala you saw Marcy in this church? I did. And what time was that? About two hours before the Winter Gala. So, for the record, Elijah, Jonathan, Liv, and I got there at 4.30. And you saw Marcy in the church at 4 p.m. Just a half hour before we walked in to find the gala had been cleaned out? Yes. My next witness is Pastor Wyatt. And Pastor Wyatt, you happen to know that Marcy was not at Meditative Meadows last week on the day of the Scone Winter Gala. Why is that? Because I work the front desk at Meditating Meadows every Saturday. So it's possible that Marcy was there and you just happened to be on your break? I suppose so, but... Officer Michelle, state your background for the record, please. Former Truth Program intern turned police officer turned detective. In examining the crime scene, what did you find? I found that the person responsible for the attack, someone had it out for the church. The massive theft proved it was personal. So you're saying you don't have much experience, right? I mean, you have more experience than Samantha, but not a lot. Wow, that's so rude. Pastor Elijah made the church, non-dominational made of birch. They hired Liv, a new secretary, after the old stole money unfairly. Kelly and volunteers, my surrounds the choir, Jonathan doesn't work, yet he's still hired. There's no judgment at the non-denominational, some say things around here get inspirational. It's day three of the trial, and now it's the defense's turn to bring up witnesses. I'm singing into a recorder that's gonna act like the minutes. Your honors, the first person we want to call up is Annabelle. Outrage, 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 outrage. I agree with the outrage coming from the gallery. There's an art gallery going on in the back of the church hall? Well, this is weird, Gladys, but I suppose we can allow Annabelle to take the stand. Well, let's see if this works. Annabelle, you live with Marcy, is this correct? Well, I didn't exactly want people to know that embarrassing fact. And is it true that Marcy is your step-grandmother? What do these terrible facts have to do with Marcy's case? I'm getting there. Were you with Marcy on the day of the alleged theft? I was. Was it around the time that Marcy was supposed to be stealing things? A half hour before Elijah and them found the church hall cleared out, Marcy was home. <gasps> Oh, that's our one gasp for the minute. We can't gasp again for another 55 seconds. And how do you know that? I was on a FaceTime call with Ricky. I have that time and Ricky can back me up. It's true. I saw Marcy on a FaceTime video. Hmm, I suppose we can trust kids. But back in my day, we didn't trust kids until they turned 25. Annabelle, do you have any other information that would prove Marcy's innocence? And before Marcy interrupted my call with Ricky, I did see her an hour before the attack as well. She was making a live snack. She told me that she came out of the studio that used to be my old bedroom before I got moved into the basement. Thank you, Annabelle. That shall do. Your witness prosecution. Annabelle, is it possible you're lying because you love your step-grandmother? No, if anything, it's painful to tell y'all the truth. Is Marcy forcing you to say this? Is she threatening to kick you out of the house and make you live in Orphan Annie, the sun will rise tomorrow kind of situation? Please, Elijah, Annabelle doesn't have the range to do Orphan Annie. Although Annabelle does have the looks for Miss Hannigan, the orphanage caretaker. Y'all see how Marcy treats me? There's no way I would lie for her, the real Miss Hannigan. 
But Marxie's been known to be crafty. Do you think she might have crafted something up, even with a time crunch? How does one ruin an entire event so quickly? I don't think she could have done it, Elijah. It sucks because I would love Marcy to justly serve a social suspension, but your story, the prosecution's story, is not what truly happened. Oh wow, this really makes me like, oh, I, yes. think that, I mean, I don't know, should we talk? Wow, Annabelle makes a great witness. I'd love to be your witness, Peter. I have excused Annabelle. You went pretty easy on Annabelle. She's an 11-year-old girl. What was I supposed to say? Stop lying, you bioch. The next witness we want to call up is me, Jean Blue. What? Where are the gasps for that bombshell? We gotta wait 10 seconds till we're allowed to gasp again. I was in the war. I'm gasping now. <sighs> Objection. The entire defense team are suddenly witnesses. This is pretty wild, and I love it. I'll allow it. Wow, this play is phenomenal. Pig and Ginger, we are in the middle of a trial. Yeah, the play is called The Trial. Pig and Ginger, this is a real criminal trial. Except it's not criminal or civil, and Scone isn't a true governing body. So, yeah, I suppose it is like a play. I smoked a few joints before coming to tonight's feature. Oh, I agree with Chet. Jean Blue can be a witness, but I'll be watching her like I watched my drinks around Jeffrey Dahmer back when I volunteered in prison. You better not be doing this as a trick, Jean Blue. The only trick I know is when my husband would lock me out of our New York City apartment and I'd have to pretend to be a dog for him to let me back in. Jesus. She's like an HBO special. Except Jean Blue is free. Jean Blue? I heard you have evidence. That makes Marcy innocent. I do. I was with Marcy having dinner 45 minutes after the church hall was found ruined and destroyed. And do you have proof? I have this receipt. Let the record show that the receipt has Marcy's signature meal, an expensive steak with a side salad and steamed broccoli. I have many signature meals, Gladys. They're Marcy meals. Sure, just like Marcy Playground has many hits. I would like the inept and somewhat high jury to see the receipt, please. Yes, please pass the receipt and a high five to the jury, Axel. I'm passing things now? I thought my job as the bailiff was to just stand around. Well, we don't have a real prison, so you could probably just pass things around. Uh, wow, the time on this receipt is awfully close to the time of the Scone Winter Gala. Unfortunately, Jean Blue is my daughter, so I'm quite aware that she wasn't at the Scone Winter Gala. I wouldn't have let her come anyway. She'd embarrass me. Elijah, it's your turn to question Jean Blue. Absolutely. Jean Blue, are you not friends with Marcy? No, that's not true. I, I thought you and Marcy are friends. We are friends. But I just asked if you're not friends with Marcy. I'm confused by the question. I think we've already established that Jean Blue is Marcy's only friend. Only friend? I'll have you know that I talk to Nellie Portado on a regular basis. The only pop artist I respect. So, is it possible you're lying, Jean Blue? You want to talk about lying? How about when your husband tells you he loves you and then he breaks your heart by saying his love wasn't true? Well, that's never... 
happened to me, so... Lying like the time my husband forgot to buy me a sandwich because he said he thought I hated sandwiches. <gasps> Nobody hates sandwiches. Lying like the time when my ex-husband told my sister that I could stand to lose some weight after I gained two pounds after I broke both my legs and had to limp around the house because he was too cheap to buy me a wheelchair and help me out. Uh, can we get back onto the topic, Jean? Lying? Like I lied to myself all those years apparently in love now, finding out it's all a lie. His lie, my lie, our lie. Well, okay. I think Elijah's done questioning me. Is that true, Elijah? Uh, I guess so. All right, back to the defense. You didn't even ask a question this time. What was I supposed to do? Jean Blue had a whole monologue cooked up like we're one of the two schools in the state with a properly funded drama program. We seize our defense presentation. We believe that with this receipt and Annabelle's testimony, it is enough evidence to prove our innocence. All right, well, it's time for closing arguments. Well, can what I say count as a closing statement? I mean, come on, jury. When would Marcy even have time to do all this? Look at her. She's old, decrept, loud, and annoying, and way too noticeable to get any sort of heist done. If Marcy was elsewhere on the time, she didn't do the crime. Ooh, I love that. Reminds me of the OJ case. Why? Is it because they're both guilty? That quote will make for an excellent lyric when I have time to write a song about this experience. All right. Pastor and Elijah, your turn. Give us your closing statement. Elijah, I think I'll handle this. Why? Is it because I bungled the cross-questioning? Absolutely. Okay, that's fair. I think for the record, my interrogation wasn't too bad. Jury of esteemed scone members. Hmm, there's no one except me who's esteemed on this jury. Excuse me, I'm a police sergeant. Fine, there's no one esteemed on this jury except for myself, and look at me, Sergeant Chet's mom. It's clear who did this crime, and I can spell it out for you. M-A-R-C-Y. Whoa, I'm way too high to spell. Did she spell Wyatt? Like Pastor Wyatt? No, she spelled Marcy. Oh, I think Marcy did it with the candlestick in the kitchen. What? Is this... Not a live rendition of 12 Angry Jurors? Damn, Pig and Ginger, are you that high? And if so, let me know what you're smoking, because I want some of that. No one else in this congregation had the motive. No one else in this congregation had the skill. And no one else in this church is as troublesome as Marcy. Pastor's embellishing. Most people in this church are troublesome. The answer is Marcy. And the decision is guilty. Thank you. Oh, alright, it's time for the jury to decide if Marcy is innocent or guilty. In the Scone Procedural Handbook, each member of the jury will state their opinion before deciding their verdict. It's supposed to be done in a way that they do on the reality competition shows, according to the guidelines. Damn, this whole court is some wacky tobacco. What happens if there's a tie in the verdict? There's six people on the jury. Oh, if there's a tie, the judges vote. What dumbass wrote these court rules? I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, we will start with Agnes and her verdict. Well, I do feel as though this crime is something that Marcy would do. And even though evidence was presented, and not really presented, I'll go with my gut feeling, which is that Marcy is guilty. All right, Mom. What do you think? 
I think you did a wonderful job being the judge. I meant like, what's your verdict, mom? Well, as a police sergeant... Oh, here we go. I like facts, and I think the facts prove that Marcy is innocent. The defense provided an alibi during the time of the crime, and the prosecution is just based on hearsay. All right, it's 1-1 and Alice is up next. She supports women. She has to vote for you. While it is true that I support women, but I do not support this crime, Marcy is guilty. Well, I was wrong. I'm not surprised. You're always wrong, Annabelle. Pagan Ginger, what do you think? This was a great time. Oh, we're looking for a verdict, sweetie. Oh, what's that? Like, innocent? She said innocent. Let's move on to Peter. Wait a minute. I did. Find out. Did Marcy do it? I'm not sure. After all, I did enjoy the movie Doubt, starring Meryl Streep and Viola Davis. Oof, that's a pretty gay movie. Well, that's good. If Peter has doubt, he should vote innocent, right? That being said, I am an honest man. Mmm, I don't know about that. Liv, who are you talking to? I'm sorry, just myself. Keep that up, dear. I love the drama. Susan! Since I love honesty, I honesty believe that Marcy is guilty. So I'm voting guilty. All right, it's three in favor of guilt and two in favor of innocence. It all comes down to Jonathan. I'm sure Jonathan's been come down on a lot. Well, just for that, Gladys, I'm voting guilty. Well, that's four people who think Marcy is guilty, so I suppose that... Stop the trial. <gasps> We're allowed to gasp then? I wasn't keeping track on the time. I'm using my pastor and liturgical minister card to overturn the verdict. <gasps> I too just gasped. <laughs> According to the bylaws, the pastor and the liturgical minister can overturn a sentence of the Scone Court. <clears throat> so why the hell did we have a trial then? Marcy, whether or not you did it, although I think you did, it's the season of Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Saturnalia and the Yuletide and every other end of the year celebration. We should live those holiday values and release you from a guilty verdict. I agree. We didn't need DJ Big Boy Blast's music or Peter and Marjorie's sexy food for the Scone Winter Gala. We didn't need exquisite centerpieces that I made, which was impressive considering the budget I had for them, but all the Scone Winter Gala needed was each other. Oh wow, is this a live rendition of the Grinch who stole Christmas? I accept your apology. And you're right. It was a shame that our Winter Gala got ruined. But we're all here together. And that's the true Christmas spirit, isn't it? Uh-uh. It's not just Christmas. Christmas, etc. So is that it? Was this whole trial just a waste of time? I had fun. I even got myself a souvenir. Garfield, that's a Bible from the chair next to you. Exactly. It's something I can take home. Pastor Jamie was letting Marcy off the hook for probably ruining the Winter Gala. The right decision? I have to admit, Marcy might not have done the crime. Yeah, and you know what? This was kind of fun. So maybe we should do Scone Court more often, to be honest. Well, I got a couple of bucks, and you're not banned from Scone after all. That's a win-win for me. It doesn't matter anyway. I'll be moving back to New York sometime in the next week. Or month. Maybe a year. Annabelle's testimony and that receipt really saved your butt today. Yes, 
Those two things kept me from being excommunicated like arsonist Andrew after he burned down that holy water fountain. Maybe I should get into law school after this. I have another good decade left in me. A decade in dog years, perhaps. I must be going. Jean Blue and I are going to get dinner before she leaves and goes back to New York. Huh? Wait a minute. I thought Jean Blue came from New York City to defend you. So how did you have dinner with her the night of the crime? Gladys, you're off the clock. Don't worry about it. Marcy, you did this, didn't you? You were on Christmas after all. I have no idea what you mean, Gladys. Definitely didn't order this food on a to-go order ahead of time to serve as an alibi. I also definitely didn't stage myself so that Annabelle would have seen me as I was in between my heist. I mean, a heist. Anyway, thanks for defending me, Gladys. Have a great Christmas. I owe you one. She got away with that crime. Damn, is she good. Non-Denominational Season 2 was executively written and produced by Matt Rebar and Blaze Pratt. Leave a five-star rating and a comment rating if possible. Non-Denominational Sitcom Podcast was co-created by Matthew Rebar, Blaze Pratt, Karen Adams, and Kelsey Shago. Music and sound effects collected from freesound.org, audionautics.com, and some originals by Matthew Rebar. Thank you to our regular cast of voices this season, which included Karen Jones, Annalise Rebar, Paul Laux, Jessica Lockhart, Emily Terry, Reggie Pratt, Joanna Molson, Julia Adams, Amy Adams, Kyle Pratt, Andy McGee, Jordan Yule, Michelle Morgan, Maria Cross, Dennis Baker, River Anwundinjo, John Toth, Scott Terranova, and others who contributed. Check out the website for more information at www.nondenominationalpodcasts.weebly.com or check us out on Instagram at nondenominationalscone. Until next time.